Hi, everybody. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Landon. And we have another Tale of Two Temples updates. It uh, has been a while since we've done one, hasn't it? It has. Uh, the wills of justice move slowly, uh, if they move at all sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But we just realized the other day, we're like, there's several significant events in both of the situations with the temples that we cover in Cody, Wyoming and the Heber Valley temples. So we thought inquiring minds want to know, let's just update everybody on what's been going on probably from about December on, I think. I, I blame the holidays this is why we didn't keep up on it, but we are ready to go now. Yeah. And, and they had some petition drives and other things that they had uh, 45 days to do and stuff. And so it's time for an update on how each of those items went. Yep, let's do it. So I think we are going to start with our friends in Cody, Wyoming for this temple update. And again, for those of you that maybe this is the first time you've ever seen any of our temple updates for about the past, gosh, almost a year, we have been following these two cities that are having LDS temples being built there. And there are two citizens groups, one in Cody and one in Heber, who are trying to go through legal channels to see if the temple could be moved to a more appropriate spot. There are issues in both counties with zoning and water and lighting, and there are irregularities in the ways that the, the city councils voted, the zoning boards, all kinds of things that just make you go, hmm. Do you have anything else to add to that, Landon, just as a general overview as to why we're covering these two temples in these two cities? Yeah, and both of these cities are uh, high-profile recreational areas uh, for outdoorsmen. And, of course, we all know how the LDS church lights their temples to the gills uh, where you can see it for, you know, literally 60, 70 miles. In some cases, you can see the temple. Uh, and so they've been fighting it with the dark skies issues and other things. Uh, and so they these both of these temples have been highly contested. A lot of ill will uh, has been mm -hmm. uh, made with the different citizens of the different cities as they have fought against a church that they thought was a church and have found out that it's really a corporation because they bring in the lawyers, they sue, they fight, they push you around. Uh, and that's that's how they get their temples through. And so uh, that's what they've been doing. The citizens have been trying to fight back. It's an uphill battle uh, because, as we know, the church has hundreds of billions of dollars and the citizens uh, and homeowners that are fighting it, you know, have maybe a couple thousand they can put towards this. <laughs> yeah, they're they're basically funding all of this themselves in both yes. both cities. And we've gotten to know the citizens very well in these groups. We consider them good friends. And, you know, they're, they're wonderful people. They're people that belong to other denominations. And they all say, we welcome a temple in our town. Let's just put it in an appropriate place where it meets the legal codes, follows the law of the land. But unfortunately, that's not what's happening. And it has in both places caused a lot of bad feelings um, among the people in, in the towns, depending on which side they kind of fall on. So it's really unfortunate. We've really watched kind of from a bird's eye view, the whole thing unfold. And there's just not going to be a winner on either side because the ill will is there in the cities, just, just the way everything is played out. And so it makes us sad, doesn't it? Because both yeah, towns are wonderful. Uh, I remember when I... Wonderful. 
when I when I went to the temple, uh, when I was an active member, they they used to say only the best of feelings should uh, should be in the temple, you know. And uh, this temple has made the worst of feelings <laughs> throughout the whole town. So yeah, I know. I feel like if the temples are built as the LDS people who are trying to attend drive up the road to where the temple will be. I mean, we drove up some of those roads. There are signs, relocate the temple. You know, the, I think they'll feel, I think it's palpable. They will be reminded every time of this fight that's been going on for almost a year in both places. So yep, really no winners again. But anyway, let's update everybody on what's happening. These are all legal issues now. They're in the courts. Um, lots of different things have been happening. So we're starting out with Cody. Um the first thing that happened that we haven't updated you on is the judge rejects emails as evidence of bias in the Cody LDS Temple lawsuit. So in our last episode, we talked about thousands, like over 4,000 emails and texts that Cody, the, the residence group had been able to access through a Freedom of Information Act. They went through these with a fine tooth comb. They made timelines. They put them together and they were able to show, I thought, pretty conclusively um, a lot of collaboration behind the scenes with the city planner and with the church, you know, things like that, that just didn't sit well. Some manipulation of the board. They were able to show that the zoning board was confused about what they had voted for. And so they wanted to be able to admit these into court as part of the lawsuit. But here we see the judge rejects the emails as evidence of bias in the Cody LDS Temple lawsuit. And it says a Cody neighborhood group is appealing a judge's re rejection of the trove of nearly 4,000 emails and text messages submitted in a lawsuit to show local officials were biased in approving a controversial LDS temple. They're simply trying to show bias. And we since learned that even that appeal was rejected. None of these emails or texts are going to be allowed into the case. So do you want to read that, Landon, just to give people an idea? And this AI graphic I have here, it's mounds of paper and people coming through. them. I mean, they really did this. They had citizens working almost around the clock, going through these transcripts, finding things that would show, you know, it wasn't all up and above board. <laughs> Yeah, uh, locals fighting the construction of a controversial Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Temple in Cody have suffered a setback with the judge rejecting their request to have a trove of nearly 4,000 emails and text messages submitted as evidence in their lawsuit to stop construction of the building. The group, Preserve Our Cody Neighborhoods, filed a formal notice Tuesday that it's appealing to still have the records included in the case. The group says the texts and emails from and between local public officials show a clear bias that unfairly led to the approval of the temple project. The public records reveal that multiple members of the Cody Planning and Zoning Board suspected the city planner and city attorney had conflicts of interest with the church that influenced the advice they gave to the board about the LDS temple project. They also showed that city planner Todd Stowell, a member of the church, sent communications to members of the church expressing support for building the temple while simultaneously advising members of the planning board about whether to approve the project. Um, yeah, that was a problem. <laughs> yeah. And you can watch our past updates on this, but yes, relying on the advice, um, the zoning board and city council spoke with the city planner all the time, but he was kind of playing a dual role, wasn't he, Landon? He was. Yeah, he was definitely uh, talking with member, uh, talking with the congregations and telling them when to show up and when to be there. And he was doing that while not providing the same information to the planning right. commission. Uh, when they were asking him questions, he 
ignored their questions and didn't answer them. Meanwhile, he's he's sending texts to the uh, local church leaders. Yeah. And again, people question, do you have a conflict of interest? And he said no. And the governing body said no. There's no financial gain for a member of the church acting in that capacity as the city planner. But of course, we've made the argument before. It's not financial that we're talking about. It's people that have made promises to always put the the needs of the church above anything else that you would be doing in your life. And that's, I think, what we're seeing here. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. You want to read the next one? Yeah. The argument to allow the public records, which the city didn't hand over until nearly four months after the request was made into the case, also includes 19 affidavits from homeowners living near the proposed temple site. In a December filing, Johnson County Judge John R. Perry ruled that allowing the emails and texts as evidence would be wrong because it would allow the court to rule on information not available to the city prior to the planning and zoning board making its decision to approve the temple in August. Certainly, the evidence advanced by POCN might give context to the discretionary political decisions made by city, Perry wrote in his decision. However, in the broad range of what is legally acceptable, admitting that evidence in these proceedings is neither required, nor does it appear to advance meaningful application of the attendant legal tests. Yeah. Um, this was... This was uh, really to me quite disappointing because uh we saw the emails mm -hmm. and it was clear that yeah. uh he was trying to uh mislead the planning commission on uh for instance the the code in Cody says that uh, uh, that you can't that a steeple or a tower does not count uh that it that it can't exceed over 30 feet and this is a 110 foot tower uh, so in order to get around that, uh, the city planner went to the International Building Code and used that to tell them, no, it, it, this is what, what uh, rules and told the city. And the city planners were questioning that, saying, we don't think that's correct. And they weren't trusting the opinion of the city planner, who was their advisor, uh, because he's the professional who's, you know, they're an elected board, but he's the, uh, right, the, the zoning expert. board, yeah. And, you know, he went in saying, I have no conflict of interest. And yet we saw members of the church, the person who donated the land, made an offer to him that if he lost his job over this, that he could come work for him and there'd be a job waiting for him. Uh, he also, it was clear on the day after the vote, none of the city, the city council didn't think they had approved the temple with the steeple. Uh even was it the, the planning zoning board that voted, not the city it, council, or was it, it was the, the yeah, it was the planning yeah. zoning board. I know sometimes and, we say city council when we mean zoning board, but yes. the people dealing with this was the planning and zoning. Planning, I know you're it's correct. So technical. Yeah. And and they said uh, no, we didn't uh, we we didn't vote for for the steeple to be included. And the city planner came back and said, oh yes, you did. They withdrew their application, and. He wrote to the other, there was a member on the planning and zoning board, a member of the church, and he wrote an email that said uh, to them, oh, last night, uh, the, the member on the board asked, did we approve it last night? Yeah, he, he didn't, didn't know whether know. they approved it. <laughs> and he said, oh, yes, it came to me in the middle of the night, uh, and I had goosebumps, and the spirit revealed to me that we had passed it, and yeah. and, and it's like, are you kidding me? That How is that not bias? He made the decision that what they voted for was uh, for the temple steeple. 
Well, they kept pulling and adding it and moving it around. And they specifically asked him, are we voting for the steeple? And they were told no. And the next day that he said, nope, you passed it. Um, yeah, and so there seems to be shenanigans going on. And it's hard, I know, for a judge who is not LDS to understand what it means when somebody has taken an oath in the temple to give everything they have to this church and that they'll do anything to get it through. It's hard for them to understand that. Uh, and so uh, maybe uh, he just didn't understand that this man had yeah. taken an oath to do these things and to to keep them. But again, we have to let the law rule on these and, and follow uh, what their decisions are. Yeah, I thought one of the most interesting emails, or was it a text thread? It was at a, a city meeting where the Preserva Cody neighborhood had spoken and they had their logo, I think, in a sign, right, up at the front of the meeting. And somehow, right then, was it the city planner that did it, ran up and yeah. grabbed the logo off of the table? And at the time, they thought, well, that's weird. You know, we're done talking. He went and took our logo, whatever. And then as they were able to go through the emails and check dates and stuff, and the text, they found a text from, was it a state president? Somebody. I believe it was either the state president or one, the LDS attorney or somebody. Yeah, who told that him said, get to that logo off. <laughs> off the podium. And then he went up and did, so, you know, it very connected, you know, just, and that's what these emails and these texts showed, but um, they're not going to be allowed in. So. We'll and and the other interesting now. thing was that that they had asked for these months before all of this right. happened, right. and the city uh, went past the deadline, didn't give them to them. Uh, it, took it took four, four months, months for yeah. them to get them, at which time the whole process was over before they got the emails to be able to show this. So, yep, and I think the judge is saying, you know, it's it's already past time. Well, it's past time because he didn't deliver what they were supposed to deliver. So extremely frustrating to people looking at it and understanding. So anyway, so that's a little bit of a setback, but they seem they seem okay about it. They seem like there might be some other avenues they have. So the next thing that happened in Cody is, and this is um, again, the Cody Enterprise, they do a really good job of reporting, judge denies injunction against the temple. And I think we have a couple paragraphs from that to describe exactly what that means. I can read that one. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints may begin building its proposed temple in Cody after a district judge denied an injunction requested by the neighborhood group last week. So they had asked, okay, well, all this is being sorted out. Let's not build, right? But if you look at the, the picture on the upper right there, those are the prefab forms of the temple. It's known as a tip-up temple, right? Or a pop-up temple. Mm -hmm. And those have been there since before any of this process started. They've been there for a long time. They are sitting on the land of the person who donated the land for the temple. And they're just waiting. So as soon as this injunction denied, it seems like that might start pretty quick because they've already got the materials there. So whether construction will start before the other related court cases are resolved remains unknown because there are still some things going through the court system. As the enterprise's inquiries to the LDS lawyer in Sheridan and its communication office in Salt Lake City went unanswered. Meanwhile, the other lawsuit will continue and might not be decided until spring. Despite the injunction's denial, the opposition group remains resolved. The stay, and that was a stay, meaning that they could not begin building while they, these other legal processes were going on. The stay was always going to be difficult to obtain, said Terry Skinner, 
our friend, um, preserve our Cody neighborhoods, which advocate for relocating the temple. It's rare to get one in Wyoming and qualifies as an extraordinary measure. So I don't think they thought that they would get it, but they tried. And so now any day that the church wants to, and the, the picture below on the bottom right is the beautiful, pristine land up on a hill in a neighborhood where the temple is going to be built. And they can start any time now. Yeah. Before this, they were asking, don't let them start building it until right. we until we decide right. this lawsuit. Um, it was it is uncommon for them to stop it once they ha have the permit. If the right. city says which the city planner made the decision that they had the permit to go ahead and start building. Um, and so that the church now has kind of a double-edged sword they can start building uh but if they were to lose the lawsuit then they would have all this money uh you know put into it and they'd have to change the design on the flyer as they build it so there there's a little bit of risk if they start on the other hand once somebody starts building and puts a lot of money it's into it the courts are generally very hesitant to yes. uh stop that and and make changes to it yep. so it's kind of a double-edged sword uh in that yep that's exactly right. So it's not surprising. We're continuing with the article. Given the odds in Wyoming, he added, despite the loss, the Preserve Our Coding neighborhood will persist in its goal to relocate the proposed temple. Again, they are not opposing a temple in Cody, Wyoming. They welcome that. Just follow the laws of the land and put it where it meets the requirements. We will continue our efforts to relocate the temple to a more appropriate site, Skinner said. Our stance is we're undeterred. Both Preserve Our Cody Neighborhood and the LDS Church have filed appeals about the Planning and Zoning Board's actions last summer regarding the conditional use permit and the site plan. Skinner said the court schedule calls for legal briefs by February 5th, followed by 45 days for each side to respond, plus an additional 15 days for additional responses, ending April 15th. He expects a hearing to ensue soon after. So as Landon said, it's a long process. The wheels are moving slowly. And right now they just are in that phase, the 45 days for each side as they respond and it'll go back to court. And if you remember, the the uh, board originally did not approve the temple mm -hmm. and then uh, the church sued. And then the yeah. church told them they'd sue them into oblivion and sued them yep. again. Yep. And that's uh, then they were able to get a push through uh, with this uh, vote <laughs> that nobody knew what they voted for. Uh, and then uh, the Preserve Our Cody neighborhood stepped in and said, no, it never was approved. Uh, it, and they went against the church's first filing and said, no, you uh, it was never approved in the first place. Yeah. So now there's actually four different filings out there, two from the POC and two from the church uh, as to whether it was approved. The church is saying it was approved. Cody neighborhood saying it never was approved. Right. Or it was um, illegally approved. Or it yeah, was it illegally approved. approved. Yeah. yeah. So. And our so graphics here, of course, are not the Cody Temple because it is not broken ground yet. I think this is Casper. I think I picked yeah, one I in think Wyoming. So. But yeah. it just kind of shows the process, you know, what it might look like once they do start building. So. Yep. But then, then just recently, something very interesting <laughs> happened. This was really surprising. Now, this is the Cody City Planner, who we've been described that has been guiding the Planning and Zoning Board through the whole process, and many feel has been misleading them in a lot of different areas. 
to the point where I feel like people are kind of not happy with him, uh, meaning that one of the uh, wealthy donor who gave the land offered him a job, kind of saying, eh, it might not be going so well. If you need another job, we can help you. So that was kind of big news too. But now all of a sudden, he's stepping down. Cody City Planner says resignation is not connected to controversies surrounding proposed LDS temple. I don't know. What do you think, Landon? <laughs> uh, there, this is absolutely tied to the to the temple. I, I watched uh, it, it. I saw the video of him resigning, and it was very clearly uh, a lot of tenseness between him and the city uh, zoning commission. Uh, he got up there, and he basically they gave him the last minute of the meeting, at which he said, "I'm resigning effective at six a.m. in the morning." Uh, I'm sure this will be out in the papers and people will ask why. I'm not going to say anything more. I'm just going to say that I wasn't asked to resign. It was voluntary. And uh, I'm stepping down, basically, you know, the to spend more time with my family answer. And, what you know, this that? is a man who'd been in this position for 12 years working with this commission and the the uh, uh, board member that's in charge, the 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 senior board member said, thank you. Uh, how long have you been here? And he said, 12 years. And he said, oh, we appreciate everything you've done. And it, it, that was it. Uh, there was, wow. <laughs> there was, was no pleasantries. There was no yeah. goodbyes. You could tell that, uh, yeah, there's uh, tension. you know, it, I, there, I don't see how he could have continued when he completely lost the confidence of the members of the planning board. He lost the confidence of half of the city he lost the confidence of the mayor. Um, when the people saw those emails, even though they were not uh, a, a, a admitted into court, right? They were the published court of public in opinion. Yeah, yes, they were published. They were in printed in the papers, yeah. and I think the citizens of Cody uh, pretty much demanded that he yeah. uh, that he step down. A lot of bad feelings. Do you want to read that, Landon? A little yeah, bit. this is from the paper. After more than a decade on the job and after a year that saw him fall under intense public scrutiny, Cody's city planner is moving on. Todd Stoll submitted his resignation Tuesday morning and plans to leave the city post in early April. Stoll publicly announced his departure at the end of Tuesday's planning and zoning board meeting, making a point of saying that his decision was totally voluntary. Let it be clearly known that I have not been asked to resign either directly or indirectly. Neither is my resignation due to the current litigation surrounding the Cody, Wyoming Temple of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Stowe wrote in his letter of resignation. I simply desire to serve others in a different opportunity and focus more on my family. So, uh, you know, he did what he was called upon to do. He His fate is sealed in heaven. He will receive yeah. his eternal glory because he got this temple through what he was asked for. But this is what the church does to you. I mean, this is why you step down when you're asked if you have a conflict of interest and you say, mm -hmm. yes, I do. Then this doesn't happen to you. Yep. So he can say, oh, I, I, I wasn't involved. I didn't do these. But everyone sees that that way. And had he just simply said, no, I have a conflict of interest. This needs to be decided without me being a participant. Uh, he'd still have a job today. There is no way that he spent all this time pushing this temple through and then just quit on his own volition. Yeah. After he had the goosebumps that he, why wouldn't he want to see this temple built that he's worked for two years to try to get through the city council 
and and he just walks away from it and it's because he effectively can't do his job anymore because he got too involved with it with his church uh ties right and i think now he's even seen maybe as a liability to the church and trying to move it forward and again i have actual empathy for him because i think he had extraordinarily pre a lot of pressure extraordinary pressure from the church to do what he needed to do he knew what his job was you need to get this through do your duty mormon right and i'm sure he never imagined you know first of all that a lot of things that were happening behind the scenes would be made so public you know the emails and the decisions and the statements and the backroom dealing and i can only imagine there's so much pressure on his family i actually feel really bad for him because i'm sure he had no idea that this would be happening i do make a prediction that he probably will end up somewhere perhaps the church will make a situation uh, appear that he's going to gravitate to. I think I think I'd be curious to see that if if maybe they were going to make sure that he was okay. He couldn't he couldn't exist in Cody anymore, I think, just because of all the, you know, all the intricacies of the situation, but I feel like they might take care of him. Do you think that? Oh, it takes one phone call to a major firm and he'll have a better job paying more money than he was making with the city. But uh Still, if this is where you decide to raise your family and this is where you wanted to yeah. uh, situate your family and that's what you did. And then they decided, I, I I understand it as a member of the church. You you're excited. You think, oh, they're building a temple. This is so wonderful. And you're excited about it. And you don't realize that everyone else may not be as excited about it as you are. Uh, and so you, you've got to take that into consideration. You're running a city, not a church. Uh, other people have feelings about these structures as well, and they're not all the same as you. And had he uh, stopped and just said, I think it's wonderful that they're building this, but I shouldn't be involved because I've taken an oath in the temple that I will do whatever I need to to get this temple through, and I don't feel that I can honestly uh, represent this without a bias because I definitely want this structure in my city. Yeah, I think so too. And Cody is a very small percentage LDS population, yes. unlike Heber that we talk about later. And so, you know, feelings are running really high. Early on, there were boycotting of LDS businesses, we heard. And, you know, just just a lot of um, animosity. There was at least talk that. about it. I don't know if they actually did it, but there yeah, was there was There was discussion, it. yes. I don't know if that was actually official or anything, but just hearing what people were saying and... You know, it's just, it's interesting when you're in that position where you have to defend, you know, what means something to you and you maybe can't see, like you said, that it doesn't mean the same for others. And and we heard the statement, well, just get the temple built and then everyone will see how it will bless them. You know, well, tiny population of LDS, will everybody really see how the temple will bless them? No one can go inside. A lot of members can't even go inside. It's, it's really perhaps not the blessing that they think it will be. And I think the bad feelings are going to exist for a long time, unfortunately, in Cody. Yeah, we've heard that there's a lot of missionaries leaving Wyoming. Uh, I've heard that. that. I don't know if it's really. Uh, turnover. <laughs> and I'm guessing that yeah. uh, some of that could be from serving in this area. Yeah. Yep, it's rough. And then I guess the final thing is just that it's not over. There's still a lawsuit. Do you want to talk about that for a second, Landon? Yeah. So there's still, uh, as we said, that all the lawsuits are still in place. So everybody's doing their fact finding and, and filing their petitions. Uh, basically, uh, the next briefing is due at the end of March. 
the final briefing is due April 15th, and uh, the final hearing is set sometime after April 15th. Um, so uh, we talked to our contacts there, and they expected that this would probably be decided by um, April or the first half of May. Uh, the judge that they brought in, they brought in a retired judge to decide this, so he wants to get it uh, over and done with as quickly right. as possible. And so they expect that it'll probably be decided by that time frame. So we'll have another update probably in about a month and let everybody know what happens. But that is where it stands for Cody right now. And here is a picture. We went, what month was it? When did we go, Landon? Was oh, it in September, October, somewhere? Yeah, we fall. took a trip out there. Uh -huh. And we met we met some of the residents that we've been communicating long distance with and some Mormonish fans like Yvonne, who we've had on before to talk about Cody. And that's a picture of us out at night standing on the site. It's just beautiful. I mean, it's just, just gorgeous. And, and it really, if it is, if a temple is built there, it really will be seen. <laughs> you won't not be able to see it, right? It's, it's gonna just light up the sky like a birthday cake. Absolutely. So, but it's beautiful. And we really enjoyed our time there and getting to learn more about the town and, and just what everybody's about. We had a great time. So Cody's awesome. Go there if you can. <laughs> on to our next temple a little closer to home since both landon and i live in utah this is the heber valley temple update and that is a rendering and the picture of what it will look like now the the cody wyoming temple is a smaller temple it's about eleven thousand square feet is that right landon under 11 uh, yeah, i think 10 11 000 yeah something feet. like that yeah, so Heber is a different story. Heber is um, 100, no, 210 yeah. feet tall, right? Yeah. And 188,000 square feet. No, it's I think it's 88,000 square feet. Yeah. 88,000. Yeah, that would be really big. Um, It's the same size as the Layton Utah Temple and also the yeah. Linden Utah Temple. So if you want to get an idea and you live kind of in the area, go drive by that. Put your dark glasses on because they're so bright. Yeah, <laughs> you, you will be blinded see. coming over the hill. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's right. And again, similar situation, pristine location. Um, if you watch our prior episodes, they changed many zoning laws. They had special concessions, all kinds of things to get this put where it's going to go right now. There's problems with water, having to pump away millions of gallons of water to get it to be there. There's uh, traffic studies that weren't really done properly. Um, it's in the flight path to the airport. So they actually have to have flashing lights. They have to- They change the FAA. dark skies. They change yeah. to a, what's called a, a, a legislative, uh, an LDA is what it's called, yes. uh, that- Let's them bypass all the zoning laws yes. in the city. Uh, so yeah. they made a lot of changes uh, in a very short amount of time because basically everybody on the or the majority, I think 10 of the 12 were all LDS. Uh, were LDS, exactly. And they bypassed perhaps a normal voting process um, with the residents who are about 50-50 um, LDS and not LDS. And so, you know, the, the county commission, they just sort of, like you said, the legislative development agreement, they just said, we're going to do this. And then things changed right away. And so the residents, of course, are trying to combat that and say, no. Let's let's let everybody vote. Let's give everyone a voice, you know, instead of just these elected officials um, just making unilateral decisions. So um, what happened recently is because there are ongoing lawsuits against the Heber. Is it county or city? I can't remember. It's the county. The, the 
it's yeah. the county that Temple's changed the dark sky. Yes. Yep. yes, that's right. They changed all kinds of ordinances, especially out of most concern, dark skies, where for 20 years, it was a county where there were very strict dark sky ordinances. Suddenly, with the wave of a pen, um, those were off the table. Anybody can build anything with any kind of lighting anywhere. <laughs> it still has lighting restrictions, but they're yeah. they're. I was being to the level that the church can light, uh, that the church yeah. wanted, not that the residents yeah. would have wanted. Yeah, so. absolutely. So so because these lawsuits are ongoing, the LDS church files to be added as a defendant to the temple lawsuit. Now, I've been told that's pretty standard. If your development and your land is affected, you, you it's within, you know, you want to add yourself to that lawsuit so that you can weigh in and have, have some kind of say in that. So do you want to read that, Landon? Yeah, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints filed a motion to intervene in a lawsuit filed against Wasatch County regarding the construction of the Heber Valley Temple. The original lawsuit was filed in November 2023, challenging Wasatch County over the approval to build the church's Heber Valley Temple. The temple would sit on an 18-acre property just outside of Heber City's limits. The temple, as approved, would stand 200 feet in height and be about 88,000 square feet. Wasatch County had approved the controversial temple following nearly a year of highly contested debate between those who were for and those who were against its construction. While the approval came with a few concessions from the church and several studies, its approval remains a controversial decision. And there really was not uh, many concessions from the church. The, yeah. the concession was change the law to this. Okay, it can't be, you know, lit like the sun will only light it, you know, like uh, the moon. Uh, yeah. so. Well, downlighting, I think is what they said. And they, they do keep saying it will be the lowest lit temple that there is. But when it's dark skies and there's no other lighting because there's been this ordinance in place for 20 years, even a lower lit temple is going to stand out and destroy the dark skies. The dark sky, yep. Yeah. Yep, let's see. Um, on Monday, January 22nd, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints said it should be involved in the lawsuit filed against Wasatch County as the church owns the property, applied for the development, and wants to build the temple. The church owns the property and desires to build the temple. It therefore has an interest in defending the development documents that the plaintiffs seek to reverse. Attorneys for the church said in the motion, the plaintiffs interested in this action are adverse to the church. So again, you know, it's their interest. So they want to be part of it. Um, To the left, we have pictures of the groundbreaking. And I will point out that one of the people with one of those shovels in the groundbreaking is a member of the Weber Planning and Zoning commission <laughs> yep, one exactly. of the people who voted uh after people who voted yeah after exactly. he'd been involved with the ground uh turning he had no bias in the matter uh even though he's one of the ones there uh shoveling and and uh turning the ground before they were yeah. before they'd even filed for the permit so uh yeah very that. interesting uh yeah. the you know the, the lawsuit is against the county because they're the ones who changed all of this and made these yeah. uh decisions uh, the church is now joining the county. So you now have county dollars and churches billions of dollars uh, to uh, go against a citizens group with a couple thousand dollars. So, right. Who are funding it themselves. themselves. We need to keep saying that. And there are a couple different lawsuits and we'll talk about those. So, all right, let's see what happens next. Okay. So do you want to talk about the referendum and the signatures? Yeah. So uh, the neighborhood committee there decided after the uh planning commission and then the county council approved the 
planning commission's recommendation and changed it and issued the building permit. Um, the uh, they issued the LDA, which allows them to build the temple because the temple would not have probably made it through the process if they had to file the actual uh, the actual paperwork that you need to to right. get to, to get the all the waivers that they needed to build right. a temple this large in this area. So yeah, they went around. around. It, it was a it's workaround. workaround. They yeah. did a legislative development yep. uh, agreement that bypasses all the zoning laws so they don't have to all those pesky zoning laws those pesky zoning <laughs> laws so the citizens group uh once they passed it uh if they got enough uh signatures they could put it on the ballot so uh, it right. what the county passed would not uh would, would have to go to a, the ballot and be voted on by the citizens rather than the uh county commission and the county uh, uh planning board right. so and and that's how they presented everything. And we went out there several times and we talked to them and they're like, look, this was, you know, pushed through by these committees. We want the democratic process. We want, you know, instead of maybe everybody on the committee is LDS and the people that voted them in are LDS, let's put this on the ballot so that everybody has a chance to weigh in. And and that was all that they were trying to gather signatures for was to put this this um, legislative development agreement, which changed a whole bunch of zoning laws. You know, let's get enough signatures to put this on the ballot in the fall. And this was an uphill battle uh, yeah. to start with. They only had forty five days, and it started yeah. on December fifteenth. So they got to and start right to get... over the holidays in Heber Valley, which is a resort town yeah. full of condominiums of people yeah. there skiing. So you're knocking on doors and a lot of the people don't, don't aren't residents there. They're right. simply renting. And so they can't sign it. Has I know, they to say, be. dude, I'd sign it if I could. If I could. But I can't. Yep. They were so mobilized and so good. They had signing events sometimes twice a day. They were at local businesses. They were at parks. We went up for several of them. All these volunteers, they were canvassing. They were collecting signatures. They worked their butts off to get these signatures. Um, they really worked hard and to educate people and just help them understand. But again, it was really, really an uphill battle. Well, and unfortunately, a lot of the uh, a lot of the businesses are owned by LDS people, yeah. and so they weren't allowed uh, at any of the businesses. And or asked to leave, I think. When yeah. the business would allow them, then members of the church would call and complain that they were and there getting, uh, yeah. and they would be uh, asked to leave. Yeah. the property so it was an uphill battle they came close but they did not get enough uh signatures to put it on the ballot yeah um, i think we so have there as it a is. result yeah. uh uh they uh it is not approved at this point and will yeah. not go on the ballot no it says um and that, and that was it sign the petition put the lda on the ballot they had excellent social media. They had a presence. They worked really hard. They were very organized to let people know how they could just simply vote. Um, and of course, the other side, they also had a lot of social media that said, it's already been decided. Don't sign anything. You know, the decision has already been made. So there was back and forth. So it says a referendum initiative that sought to reverse the Wasatch County Council's unanimous approval of the Heber Valley, Utah Temple failed to gather enough signatures to make it on the 2024 general election ballot. The Wasatch County Clerk's Auditor's Office announced on Tuesday that Save Wasatch Back Dark Skies, and that is the organization 
um, that we have been working with. And they were the ones that, of course, are very concerned about the change in the ordinance to dark skies and what will happen to dark skies once the temple is built. Um, the group behind the referendum application was enabled to gather the required 3,235 signatures during the 45-day period allotted under county code. Volunteers with the group gathered 2,724 signatures total, which is actually incredible given that uphill battle, the time and and just how many people are out of town and people that aren't, aren't registered to vote there are in town, um, with 2,402 qualifying as valid, according to the county clerk auditor's final tally. So they were close. I mean, they got a lot and they worked really hard, but they didn't get enough. Yep. So um, uh, this is a, a I, I don't remember where this came from, but it says, let this be a reminder that the people of our county support and value our constitutional freedoms. We are great because we are tolerant of others and recognize that our personal liberties matter, said Luke Cyril, a member of the Wasatch County Council in a written statement to the Deseret News. He continued, due process and the law were the basis of the decision to approve the legislative development agreement. The people have spoken by electing their current leaders, giving input through the process, and by choosing not to sign this latest attempt in opposition. The referendum would have put the county's legislative development agreement with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints before Wasatch County voters in November. The church announced the temple during the October 2021 General Conference and revealed its location in September 2022. The fact yeah, that, of the matter nice is- sentiment, but no, not in a predominantly LDS uh, area where they control the vote and they control who's on the council. It's it's not accurate what he said. Well, and and we've talked to several other uh, developers in this area, and they said if you knew what we had to go through to yep. get our development through, yep. we had to pay off bonds, we had to yep. install roads, we had to pay yep. millions and millions of dollars of concessions to get our to get our projects through, yep. and the church within one year has everything yep. completely overturned, all the yep. laws overturned, yep. everything is is made, and that these guys say, no, it had nothing to do with it being a church. You can bet if this was Walmart, building a Walmart in yep. town, this would not have gone through like this. They would not have gone after an LDA. They would not have changed the night skies. This is because it's a predominantly LDS city council, and they could do it, and that's why yep. they did it. Yep. And that's the only reason the residents wanted it on the ballot. That would have alleviated that a little bit because then everyone would have had one vote. Show us what you really think. But unfortunately, through this other process, a lot of people are disenfranchised and they're never allowed to have their and, vote. And they really said count. by choosing not to sign the 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 church put out a letter saying, don't sign don't this. Sign. They've yeah. been told these people whose eternal salvation is based on listening to the council of the church have been told not to sign it or they're... Yep. Eternal salvation is, you know, they didn't say it in that way, but we all know who've been members of the church that when they tell you what to do, you say, yes, sir, how high, and you do what they yeah. ask you to do. And yeah. that's what they were fighting is they had to they had to sort through all of the members in there to try to find the non-members while not being allowed to go to any businesses or anything uh, or very limited businesses that they could even access to get to the, to the people uh, yeah, while the church just sends it out to their massive yeah. email and and it's in 10 minutes they can reach more people than the yeah. than this uh, group can 
They're very mobilized. And the residents that we talked to that were out canvassing, they said most people were very nice. You know, they'd go to the door and it would be somebody with a senior missionary tag on and they'd go, huh, yeah, you probably don't want to don't want to vote. And they were like, no, sorry. I mean, people people were being kind. Um, they did relay one story where one person opened the door and that person was kind. And then another family member ran up behind that person and said, build it higher, lighter, brighter, brighter. You know? So they were really trying to make a statement that, oh, no, we're going to get our temples. So um, but for the most part, people were, you know, trying to be civil and friendly because I think they realize there's so much animosity there now. There's just a lot of really hard feelings um, in a community that used to be really together, but this has shown everybody these differences, you know, and, and that's the saddest part, I think, for both Cody and Heber. These are recreational towns, right? And should this be amazing to live in the most beautiful place there is? And just all these hard feelings, it's really sad. Yeah, absolutely. And this is uh, from the, uh, say, Wasatch Back Dark Skies, they said, we think the thousands of people who signed the petition, Save Wasatch Back Dark Skies, said in a post on their Facebook page, this is not a loss. It is, in fact, a beginning. We need to hold our council members and planners accountable for the development approved in our valley. If they do not fill our dark skies, our water, our safety, our viewscapes, our land and animals are important, we are here to remind them that they are. So, and there it is. I and that's a picture of us. We did go out there a couple times, and there's the signature in the back where they're gathering the signatures yeah, and people were driving through signing the signet uh, the ballots so yeah. uh, uh and, and this as is... we were preparing for this um because we kind of put this together about a week ago i think uh we were made aware from our friends there that the lawsuit regarding the outdoor lighting ordinances was withdrawn on February 20th 2024 in other words that lawsuit is over it was being privately funded and it just had to come to an end. You can't you can't fight against billion dollar corporations that are uh, yeah bringing in billions while you uh, are just people making donations to try to fight it. So yeah, that's right. So that is one lawsuit now that's over. And again, these are amazing people, and they really fought a great fight, and they were civil and above board, and they did everything the way it should be done. And we commend them for that. Now, there is another lawsuit that's still going on. Do you want to read a little bit about that, Landon? Yeah, this is called the Mansfield Lawsuit. Um, when the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints sought the county's approval for the temple through a legislative development agreement rather than a conditional use permit earlier this year, residents upset about the building's location, height, size, and lighting plans began arguing the county would be unfairly bending its own rules in the process. The legislative agreement improperly limits Wasatch County's ability to engage in future legislative decisions and undertake legislative enactments, the letter from Robert Mansfield stated. Approval of the legislative agreement will lead to further litigation to enjoin its act enactment and to seek declarations from the court as to its uh, illegality. Um, and that's uh, from the Park uh, Record newspaper. Um, the, the lawsuit says the petitioners will suffer a damage not shared by general community because of the project. The alleged damage includes less solitude, more noise, seeing the temple from their homes, a reduced quality view of Heber Valley's night skies, and more traffic in their area. The views from petitioners' homes immediately overlook the project site, and petitioners' view of the valley will be obstructed by the temple, the lawsuit states. 
Petitioners will also be subject to noise, light, and disturbance created by the temple's operations. The lawsuit seeks for the temple plans to be reversed and determined invalid, unenforceable, void, and of no force and effect, as well as illegal under county code and state law. So there is still uh, a lawsuit out there. There is still a fight that continues. Uh, it's important to, uh, you know, you look at this, this is a picture of the temple site. Um, this is what the temple's going to look like when it's all lit up uh, into that site. And you look at the night skies and the views of, in this area. Uh, as they said, this is a pristine valley. That's why people want to live there. Uh, this temple is going to uh, increase traffic. It's going to increase the light. It's going to increase the pollution. It's going to increase the noise. They plan on busing uh, youth groups there from the girls camps that they have up there. Uh, you know, there's a it, it, it's sad when we take the places that we go to escape to to get away from the world. And uh, we uh, I, I can't think of a more worldly building than the temple. Um, it, it literally is the big and spacious building described in their very scripture. Uh, you know, and I hill. will point out that is I believe that's your picture that you took, Landon, of Layton. Yeah, that's so this the Layton is not. Temple. Yes. People yes. always call us on that. This is not any rendering of the Hebrew Valley, but this is the same size. And this is at night. And this is a picture Landon took because he was driving up yeah. toward it, isn't it? Same. It's going to be the same uh, same footprint. Uh, yeah. And when you drive past the Layton Temple, it is massive. It is larger than everything around it by far. And uh, this is going to stick out like uh, a sore thumb. Uh, and that's why the people are saying we don't make it low, put it somewhere else where it's not uh, mm -hmm. right in the middle of the valley where it'll be seen for from everybody and ruin that that beautiful night sky and the the rural feeling that they all move there to to enjoy. Right. And I think it's interesting we should bring up because I can't remember we brought it up last time. They did make these massive changes about lighting and everything. And so we were thinking, wow, does that mean now the whole valley, there's going to be a lot of building, you know, with this new codes? No. Remember how then they said, oh, no, in the future, we're, we're going to have to revisit these things and we might have to go yeah. back to the drawing board. So it's almost like they let the temple through and then they're you know, probably going to go back to the way it was. Yeah, they said, yeah, thanks for pointing all this out. In the future, we'll be cognizant of this once they've yeah, built the this temple. Future. Yep. Yeah, but the so. temple will get through. And again, the idea, just get it built. Everybody will understand how it blesses everyone. But I had to laugh because our friends with the dark skies, they're like, okay, so this is a zone for a religious building. As they learn more about what the temple is, they're like, this is not a religious building. This is a private club. You have to pay money to get in. Not everybody can get in. And it's very exclusive. It's not a church. It's not a religious building. It is a private club. And they were really shocked to find that out. They were really surprised to find out that there's a monetary component and that you must pay in order to go in. And of course, we're talking about tithing. So it was kind of a revelation to them. <laughs> Both of our groups, Cody and Heber, have learned a lot about the LDS church that they never probably thought they ever wanted to know. And now they do. Yeah. Unfortunately, with Heber, you know, the courts are all LDS judges yeah. uh, that, you know, uh, the the news is not is not great in all of these, but uh, yeah. you know there are a few uh, lessons that were learned. You know the Cody City Planner uh, learned that you you need to 
recuse yourself when you're deciding issues related to your religion when you've taken an oath to uh, give everything you have to them. Uh, and uh, I think that the lesson learned for or all the other communities around uh, is uh, that the church is going to come in, they're going to run roughshod over you, and they're going to force you to change your codes or whatever they want to do. Uh, we heard that Midway, which is right next door to Heber, started passing uh, all kinds of legislation to make yep. sure that this couldn't happen to them. Very strict. Yep, uh, and strict and that, that's a very LDS area, too. But some of the communities are going, no, we're not going to we're not going to go through what they they went through. So there are some lessons being learned from this. There's still lawsuits on both sides, on both of these temples. So there's uh, still hope that it can be changed uh, and we'll keep you posted. And I should say that both of these groups, um, you can donate to them. You can help. So um, especially Preserve Our Cody Neighborhood, you can find them on Facebook. And we'll put links in the show notes on how you can help there. I'm not sure now about Wasatch Dark Skies since their lawsuit is over. Um, but we'll find out uh, if there's a component there where there could be some donations because this is all privately funded as far as moving forward. So, yeah, I think we covered it. Do you think so? I think we did. So I think we did. I think and the support they've given through this whole process. It's not over yet, but uh, uh, a lot of people were outspoken. And I think I think if nothing else, uh, they may think twice uh, about how they approach this. But uh, we're not seeing any indications <laughs> of that anywhere else uh, that they're going to not just run roughshod over everybody. Yeah, you would think, though, that they would go, look, OK, why did our temple here? Why was it built with no issue, you know, somewhere else? Why here is it fine? Why here is there a problem? And then they would sort of do a little analysis and realize over here, we followed all the zoning laws. We put it in a place where it fits in. You know, why Why even fight that fight? Why try to work so hard? Four lawsuits against Cody and, and the negative PR. And I just, I don't know why he fights so hard. Put it somewhere where it follows the laws of the land and everyone's happy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I have to say that I'm sorry that we had to meet all of our friends in Cody and Heber under these circumstances, but I am glad that we met them because these are just some exceptional, wonderful people that we've had the pleasure of interacting with. And we'll continue as all of this goes on, right? <laughs> and regardless of what happens, uh, visit these sites. Cody is yep. just an amazing city with Beautiful. a world-class uh, Smithsonian uh sponsored museum there the museum of the american american is it the buffalo bill it's the you buffalo see? bill museum with uh it has five different wings beautiful yeah. uh, location uh and heber valley there's uh still a lot of mountains and areas to yeah. explore up beautiful. there you're just going to look down and see a enormous building in the middle of it when you do <laughs> well hopefully not right we'll see what hopefully happens not. All right. Well, please leave us your comments. Maybe you live in Cody and Heber and you can tell us what you think or what's going on behind the scenes, or maybe you just have an opinion on what is happening here. Um, please like and subscribe to Mormonish Podcast. And if you'd like to be made aware of when our new episodes come out, you can hit that um, notification bell and you'll be notified. Also, if you would like to financially support, help support Mormonish Podcast, we have links in the show notes to Venmo and to PayPal and also to mormonishpodcast.org where you can help us out financially. And we really, really appreciate all of you that already do that. It means quite a lot to us. So we will see you for another 
temple update or for another episode very soon. Thank you, everybody, for Mormonish. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Mormonish. We really appreciate our listeners and would love to hear from you if you have a story you'd like to share. You can email us at mormonishpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and on our website, mormonishpodcast.org. And don't forget to look for us on YouTube and like and subscribe. Keep joyful, everybody.